Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, October 17th. Welcome to KZSU 90.1 FM. This is the Arabology Show, and today I am delighted and honored to welcome two special guests, guests who have much to contribute and speak about in terms of Arabic cultural production, specifically in terms of film and poetry. My two guests are uh, Peter Limbrick and... Mu'min As-Samihi, also known as Mu'min Smihi. So, Peter, welcome. Thank you, Ramsi. Uh, it's uh, wonderful to be here. Um, I'm from just over the hill from you at, uh, at UC Santa Cruz. Absolutely, and, where uh, you are a, uh, a, a associate professor. Yes. I, uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, your sure, position? I, I teach in the film and digital media department at Santa Cruz. We have a department that teaches both production and critical studies and history and theory of, of really a whole range of media. Everything from cinema traditionally conceived of right through to digital media, to video, to television. We, we really cover everything. Very nice. And you've been there for uh, about yeah, 10 just years? Just over 10 years now. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. Mabruk and welcome to Arabology and our very special guest of honor, Mu'min Smihi. I'm pronouncing it half Arabic, half French here. Welcome, Alan was Alan, and uh, bienvenue to Thank our you. show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Alan was Alan. So uh, it's a very special day because uh, the collaboration between both of you has led to several events that are going on around the Bay Area and which will showcase the films and the oeuvre of uh, can you tell us how this began maybe with Peter and how were you were able to get this great man to come to California well it really began so much of these things I think are about collaborations and uh, a few years ago at one of the earlier versions of the Arab Film Festival which is ongoing and in, in several cities here right now it's still coming up for a, uh, another part of its season in Berkeley uh, very, very soon. And at an earlier version of the Arab Film Festival, I had the good fortune to meet Moomin. We showed his film uh, A Muslim Childhood. I was helping uh, with the selection committee and the programming of that film. And we started talking. He visited my classes at UC Santa Cruz. Uh, we had a great time and we started to think about working on other projects in the future. So I've been doing a lot of research recently on Arab cinemas in general and uh, have become very, very interested in, in Moomin's films. So one of the difficulties in writing about or talking about films from the Arab world, as you well know, I think it's a similar problem with music, is that so many people are interested, but so few people have had a chance to be exposed to those films. So one of the things that was top of my list was really to try to program a season of Moomin's films and get it across different theatres and universities in the States, but also hopefully in other places too. Uh, because I think when people discover these films, they'll, they'll see that there's really some extraordinary things to think about and reflect on, things to just enjoy and take pleasure in, mm -hmm. but also things that I think really can prompt reflection and critical thought and dialogue um, uh, across the region and across its history. So for me, it's, uh, it's about programming and, and watching and enjoying and talking about films. The other part of my job, of course, is doing research and writing. And 
I tend to work very historically and get very embedded in these projects. So that's the other part that's ongoing that, that you won't get to see so much, but it really comes into the dialogue around these films that we've, that we've put together with the help of Livia Alexander, uh, working uh, formerly for an arts organization in New York, your cousin, Rasha Salti, who has been so influential <laughs> in, uh, in bringing films to the United States from the Arab world. I credit her with many of the things that I saw that, that excited me about Arab cinema. So really this is about collaboration, uh, but of course at the moment it's mostly about uh, seeing these wonderful films by Moomin. Absolutely, and for full disclosure, Rasha Salti is my cousin mm-hmm. and she is uh, responsible for bringing films to the Toronto Film Festival mm-hmm. right now and is very excited about that. There. Um, so Moomin Smihi, welcome to Stanford. Is Thank this you your, your first visit here? Or? To Stanford, yes, but uh, I have been uh, some years ago to uh, the Arab Film Festival in San Francisco and uh, before I have been lecturing at uh, UCLA also many years ago and uh, it's uh, at the San Francisco Arab Film that uh, I had the big pleasure of uh, uh, meeting Peter Limbrick and uh, I am very much uh, honored by uh, the work he and the time his time he gave to showing my films here in Berkeley and it's not uh, by uh, polite forms that uh, I am talking about uh, being honored. Mm. Peter is uh, a modest professor. He's not very much talking. Uh, We do filmmakers about about our films, our words, etc. But uh, Peter is the author of uh, a very important book for us. Uh, which is making settler cinema. Wow. And uh, the honor is that uh, I discovered reading Peter's book that uh, without uh, being with uh, Roland Barthes, the famous uh, mm-hmm. French critic, critic, without being uh, his disciple, as I had at great, great luck to to be in France. He is very much uh, influenced and interested anyhow by uh, the structuralist uh, theories of uh, modern and new critic in literature and film and I was very much interested by the way Peter can uh, analyze the American cinema and also the cinema of uh, other countries in the Pacific only through photographs and mm. writings mm. and small scenes from uh, the films he is talking about. And this is the new critic that is related to the new cinema. Mm. And this is very important for us in Arab culture because. 
Traditionally, we are linked to the Hollywoodian movie as uh, goers as well as practices. I mean, uh, mm -hmm. the movie, the, the commercial movie, the Egyptian movie, etc. And since uh, two or three decades in all the Arab countries, uh, was born the new cinema. And the new cinema is much more artistic, uh, cultural, with uh, links with the Arab culture, etc. And uh, for this cinema, for the directors of this cinema, the relationship with researchers like Peter Lembrick and also the work yourself you are doing with no, this uh, <laughs> broadcasting, it's very important to tell to the Arab audience to the public, uh, to the people in Arab world, that the uh, movie is not only entertainment. Movie is art. Movie is dealing with uh, very essential uh, issues yeah. like anthropology, like literature, with science, with arts, etc. But perhaps we'll talk about it later a little bit. Absolutely, because I did want to start at the beginning, kind of, and talking, I'm going to take you back to the 70s, at an era where maybe the only kind of Arab films with exposure were Egyptian films. We kind of all grew up watching Egyptian cinema. But when we think of Moroccan films, or films that center on Morocco and by Moroccan filmmakers, there were very few people that came to mind, and with the advent of your works and your films, and I am reading this from several sources, you have redefined Moroccan cinema, you've launched it into a new era, and you've done so almost single-handedly. How do you feel when you hear that, looking back at the past decades, knowing how instrumental you have been in uh, giving birth to a new genre of Moroccan cinema, one that has been accepted worldwide? Well, I'm not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's an answer I didn't expect, Peter. <laughs> uh, I never, uh, I'm never happy to hear that I am uh, a man of the past, of the past. Uh, I prefer to be man of the future. <laughs> That's a good answer. <laughs> but so, but 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 these uh, these questions about the seventies are very very important because they are linked with uh, just what I said. I mean, we had in Arab world, but also in all the world, we had the movie entertainment, and then in the fifties, uh, sixties. Uh, was born the new cinema in France, in Japan, in Italy, with uh, the famous neorealistic school. And then in the 60s, in 50s, 60s, there was in the world two mainstreams of the cinema. There was the Hollywoodian stream and the new stream that was the cultural artistic film. And What's important in the 70s to say, not only in Morocco, but in all Arab world, mm. is that in the 70s, after the independences, a lot of uh, directors like me, 
were back from European and American schools. And we made a new Arab cinema that was me and others in Morocco, but in Lebanon there was Burhan Halawiya, mm -hmm. in Algeria there was Lakhdar Hamina and uh, Alwash, uh, uh, even from uh, Bahrain uh, the, the, there was a wonderful film. I say even because there wasn't an industry right. like in North Africa, in Tunisia, there were a lot of people. And all this cinema can be described as really the new Arab cinema uh, in uh, comparison with the wonderful <laughs> Egyptian cinema. Yeah. I am not, yeah. of course, uh, saying that uh, it is not worth because the classical cinema, uh, the Egyptian one, uh, is so rich with actors, actresses, all these wonderful actresses that were Samia Gamal mm -hmm. and Tahiyat uh, Karyuka mm -hmm. that were fascinating as in all the Arab worlds. So you see, uh, in fact, the Arab movie is a matter of future, not of past, because this new cinema must be uh, presented and uh, the, the, the Arab audiences must know about it and especially we must go further and further. That's why I'm speaking about future. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we must go further and further uh, ahead, making cultural, intellectual, without any shame, intellectual, mm -hmm. <laughs> artistic Arab films. Absolutely. Il al-Amam, as we Il say. Il al-Amam, min ajl cinema tsakafiyya. But the reason I really keep dwelling on the 70s as this, you know, new point, as you say, this is very uh, uh, similar to Italy's new realism, to the Nouvelle Vague in France, voilà. and finally there voilà. was an Arabic one that was, uh, that you're credited with starting that and with evolving with the time and not standing still. But my question is, did you encounter much resistance in your early works when you were trying to give birth to this new genre? in an era where people were solely attached to the either Hollywoodian model or the Egyptian cinema that can be more mainstream. Was there resistance and how were, were, was people's response both in Morocco and the region and also in the West? Well, this is, this is also a very important point uh, that... Uh, Peter Limbrick is perhaps uh, going to talk about uh, because uh, he's uh, so rich and fascinating symposium. We talked with Peter many times about this point and that is, you said in Morocco or the region. And in fact, the region includes an European or several European capitals. Right. That means uh, Paris, uh, Rome, London. And in fact, when we began to make films in Morocco, Algeria, Lebanon, Syria, even Egypt, in Egypt also there is a new 
uh, Arabic cinema, which is different of uh, the Hollywood of the, the the Hollywoodian style. So in all these countries, uh, our audiences were almost null. Mm. Uh, financing was almost inexisting. I mean, when Burhan Alawi in Lebanon or me in Morocco or Khalid uh, Sadiq, uh, I remember mm-hmm. his name now in Bahrain, was uh, asking uh, Arab governments and Arab financiers to finance films, uh, we just uh, met laughters. Hmm. But our films was so much welcomed <laughs> in Paris, in London, in Rome, because there uh, there was uh, a tradition and a movie culture. There was critics and uh, audience and uh, theaters and we discovered all this new Arab generation of films, we discovered that we uh, have an audience, not immediately in our countries, but it is coming to exist in our Mm. countries uh, because our work is worth, because we uh, are working in uh, the stream of the history of cinema and uh, we are sincere with our commitments etc and in fact uh, this is what happened in fact today in all the Arab countries there are new audiences there are film festivals there are critics there are uh, books about cinema etc so uh, this is another time the link between uh, these beginnings and the future (laughs) (laughs) but I mean you speak about Arab audiences sort of maybe not responding as quickly or as comfortably to this early stage of nouvelle vague Arab style Uh, but did you kind of see that evolving then when by the time the 80s came around did you find that the reception was more you know there in uh, the Arab world no you mean I mean, uh, if it began in the 70s with minimal audience yes. interaction, yeah. how, did that change yes. through the 80s and the 90s? Absolutely. Yes, it changed. Uh, you know, we, we began and we were also stubborn. Mm. We insisted. Mm. And any decade of all these four, five last decades, we made films and these films are there they are testimony of a decade of time of a moment in the Arab history ideologically culturally speaking and uh, now the audiences know about uh, about it about this uh, parcours mm. this mm. Uh, long uh, Journey, uh, long souffle, long journey, mm-hmm. long uh, mm-hmm. breathe journey, and now more and more there are really uh, perhaps perhaps more and more 
uh, movie in Arab countries mm. is uh, a kind of avant-garde in the cultural uh, even if the movie is the more difficult to do because it needs money it needs technique right. but uh, with so many different generations uh, interested in movie we we found movie today as uh, you know there are even so big Film festivals in the Arab world today. <laughs> yes, yes. Which which brings me to my point about not only uh, making new movies now with a new uh, maybe also uh, because of the Arab Spring sort of having a lot of new movies that are coming out that could be you know considered another wave of film, but the resurrection of old films that you've done and by resurrection I mean both digitally and in terms of time and I'm referring specifically to the movie called The Unlucky Man and if Peter helps me here it's uh, Six mots pas de chance which was actually produced in 1971 exactly. but which mm -hmm. has currently been redigitized mm -hmm. and is experiencing a whole rebirth thanks to Peter Lemrick who digitalized it who brain the 16 millimeters from mm. Paris to here who sent it to LA please Peter <laughs> Peter I would but I mean we'll this is this is what this is what is enabled I think by something like this project where we could show just last week at the Pacific Film Archive uh, a Blu-ray of Simo Parachance wow. made from Fantastic. perhaps <laughs> yeah. we think at this point the only existing 16mm copy the negatives are at the moment inaccessible wow. but Moomin tracked down one single print and to make that 16mm print more accessible in, in theatres and bring it to audiences, we, we did make this Blu-ray. And Moomin could sit there in the audience and say, now this film looks like it did 40 years ago wow. again. Wow. Um, which is just a great pleasure to see something like that happen and to show a film here, we think for the first time in about 40 years, that it's screened in the United States and show it to a, a wonderful audience, the Pacific Film Archive last week, who had great questions and really interesting commentary to make about the film. This for is, me, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I mean, this is a short film, it's right? A short it's film. a short yes. film, yeah. and it's uh, it actually, at the time, won the grand prize at the Festival International d'Expression Française. Oh, oui, oui, the first uh, FEF film. Yeah. And to, to know that it had that kind of recognition... And now, decades later, has mm. been reborn through the magic of Blu-ray. Mm. I mean, this, we're talking, this is the latest technology. How does it feel to watch your film in this kind of digital format that brings the whole film back to life? Does it feel strange to watch a film that normally would have, quote-unquote, decayed with the time? being reborn in such a stunningly visual way? Well, in fact, uh, the, the screening of uh, the other day was uh, an American world premiere. Mm -hmm. you, you asked me, Peter, if Simur uh, uh, was... Uh, uh, screening for the first time, I said no because it screened in the 70s uh, in a film festival in New York. Mm. But it was still a premiere because never 
Simoh was presented, was screening in the same time with Shergi right. as a compliment right. program. Right. Mm. Simoh yes, was completely was unknown in mm. Morocco mm. and in France he never has been in commercial circuits. Mm. So uh, Shergi was presented without Simoh mm. and Simoh mm. was mm. Uh, screening without Shergi mm. and for the first time I was very moved by this. Mm. Uh, I saw the the real classical complete program, mm -hmm. a short film, and uh, then a feature, and the 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 meaning of it is uh, is uh, linked to the description I said about uh, our uh, generation of new cinema that have uh, time to time in festivals, in uh, film clubs, in uh, universities now. Uh, we have the testimony that uh, our work uh, is worth of being again and again screening. And uh, that, that was, uh, this is the, the récompense The reward. This is mm -hmm. the reward of all these uh, decades of solitude. Of uh, now, uh, uh, thanks. I said how uh, in uh, Paris and uh, Rome uh, we were finding people that uh, were encouraging us and saying that we were doing a good cinema in Arab world and it's continuing exactly with our friend Peter Limbrick whose mm. research and all the researchers of uh, the unfixed itineraries are interested in these productions and uh, making research about it and encouraging us to continue even now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very moving yes. it's very yes. it's the, it's the reward of the solitude and uh, of the cultural uh, fight <laughs> and a much much deserved uh, uh, reward i think uh, peter i mean you have worked tirelessly to get uh, to, exactly. to, to digitize well, these one never films does, to exactly. one never does these things alone so i've been lucky to to be able to work with somebody like livia alexander on the programming of Moomin's films mm. and in the symposium that Moomin just mentioned unfixed itineraries uh, we're calling it film and visual culture from arab worlds Uh, this is taking place at my campus, University of California, Santa Cruz, in, uh, in just a week and a day from now, the 25th and the 26th. But in working on this, I've been working all the time, all the way through with Umnia El-Shakri, mm. a wonderful professor at UC Davis, who is just as invested in, in all these questions. And uh, together we've really crafted a program that I feel very proud of and, and we think is quite extraordinary. Um, working also with colleagues at UC Santa Cruz to make this happen. So, of course, these things are always collaborations, and I think they're very much collaborations with the artists and the scholars who we're bringing. Uh, because I think these ideas take shape uh, not only in advance when one programs something like this, but they really find their ground when we actually get people together and talking. And my thought was always to try to do this at the same time as a retrospective of Moomin's films, because I think for reasons you'll now understand, this, those films and Moomin's discourse around those films opens up some extraordinary questions about history, about culture, about cinema across the region. 
And, you know, I thought, why not capitalize on this moment and really try to extend these questions and allow people to think about them not only with one director's oeuvre, but to think about them really in a very multi-dimensional way across different media. So we're, we're including video installation work that will be, in fact, on show for, for quite some time. As well as our two-day symposium, we have a show at the Cessnon Gallery that opens during the symposium, but will run all the way through December. And that has a, a magnificent video installation over two screens by the Algerian artist Zineb Sidera. Uh, it includes a wonderfully immersive uh, sound and video installation by Hassan Khan from Cairo. And it includes uh, some really incredible photographs uh, by Maria Al-Khazan from the collection of the Arab Image Foundation based in Beirut, whose task is to, whose mission is to collect photographs and, and photographic documentation from right across the Arab world. So those things are going to be there for a long time and, and I think give some sense of the diversity of what we've been able to pull together there across video, across uh, photography, across other work from this period we've been talking about, the, the film Cise Douze made in Morocco just before Moumin's Simo, uh, another work of this very experimental and, and, and new discourse of cinema in the 60s and 70s, just an extraordinary film. Um, which we will also present um, digitally because it's uh, because it's easier now mm. and and uh, and is possible. Uh, but really, a range of work from experimental short films from the 60s, 70s, right the way through to, right. to HD video uh, from other artists as well, Ali Cherry, Larissa Sansour. Uh, too too many people really to mention. I'm afraid I'll leave people out. But. Well, yeah, but but we should mention that the website to mm -hmm. get all this information is unfixed. Mm -hmm. dot ucsc dot edu that's it and that will give us much more information mm -hmm. about the uh, unfixed itineraries mm -hmm. film and visual culture from the arab worlds right. with an s mm -hmm. love that an mm -hmm. s at the end well we're very cognizant that all these names are problematic you know we think of the middle east and we think well what is that exactly and is iran there is turkey there what do we talk about with this Uh, nomenclature and the same with Arab worlds. Uh, we were very concerned that it not just be the Arab world as one monolithic kind of thing when in fact we have uh, many religions, we have many languages, some of them mutually intelligible thanks to the roots in Arabic, some of them not and we have Amazi languages in the Maghreb uh, that are incredibly uh, vital and important still so we really wanted to have all of those things in circulation, all of these different aspects uh, of the region uh, as, as part and parcel of, of what we're showing and to put scholars and artists together so that we're not just talking about the art and about the artists but that we're always in dialogue with each other so there are some incredible scholars and curators represented in the program too so you can find all that on the website everything's free and open to the public um, over the 25th and the 26th And as I said, the exhibition at the Cessnon Gallery will be running all the way through into December. So some of that work will stay around um, for a second look or a third look or however many times people want to come to it. 
Absolutely. So unfixed.ucsc.edu. Mm-hmm. We'll have that up on the blog as well Fantastic. with uh, many links to this amazing event that is organized by Peter Limerick, Associate Professor for the Film and Digital Media at UCSC, and also Omnia Sukli, mm-hmm. uh, who is also Associate Professor at Hist- of History at UC Davis. That's what right. a dynamic <laughs> duo there. I'd like to turn back to uh, uh, our amazing guests here, Mu'min Smi. Uh, and uh, we, we were talking about your first short film and the reception or lack thereof originally when released. Um, but that leads, and you mentioned in your answer, El Shergi, which is actually uh, translated as the East Wind. And that film in 1975 was quite groundbreaking. Were you aware as you were? making that film of its value and how it was going to inform many generations to come? Yes, you know, it's it's a question of uh, uh, knowledge background, uh, uh, artistic background. Uh, Here too there is a uh, a link between the past, these years, and the future. I mean, uh, this symposium you just talked about, um, it is very important to uh, say that uh, till the 80s and even the 90s, the the cultural and artistic background in uh, the Arab world was uh, very much referring to what we call the Orientalist tradition. Mm. I mean, uh, we were working in Paris, London, in Rome, etc., but all our references, all our uh, teams of thinking, researchers, etc., were linked to how Western world, through Orientalism, mm. uh, was visiting, thinking, analyzing, describing, talking the Arab world. What is very, very important with this symposium is that we are facing a whole new generation of researchers and especially Americans. Mm. We are talking in America and about an American symposium, but not only, it's international. Mm. 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 But the fact is that it's a whole new generation of uh, researchers interested by the Arab world and who made the famous, help me please, uh, Peter, la, la, la coupure epistemologic, mm. the epistemological cut. Exactly. Or rupture. Or rupture. Yeah. Yeah. This, this new generation of uh, researchers are making the uh, epistemological uh, rupture with Orientalism, with uh, the, the knowledge. That's why the Peter Limbrick's book is very important, Making Settler Cinema. And it is made by within this new generation of researchers. That makes 
the the background and uh, the references al maraja what we call in uh, arabic al maraja taqafiya or al maraja al ilmiya or al maraja al dirasiya works that reference the, 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 the works this is what you did with sharki yes right. so w- with sharki the references was the world of the 70s mm. of and that was a kind of uh, interrogation and critic of uh, uh, this world and we were very much helped by uh, arab intellectuals that were coming from the orientalism mm. but mm. they are uh, des passants l'orientalisme that surpass mm-hmm. surpassing it I, i i'm thinking about the 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 legendary figure of taha hussein mm. who is completely uh, coming from the first orientalism but all his studies all his thinking all his work it is much <laughs> much more linked to unfixed itineraries <laughs> than to the traditional orientalistic discourse so as well as shergi then now the trilogy of tangiers or mm. the film about the moroccan uh, uh, colonial period 44 all these films are linked really with this al maraja al taqafiya the we can say also the humanities mm. background and this is why i would say that mumin's films are at the same time raiding the intellectual history of Europe as much as and at the same time as they were coming back to the intellectual and, and linguistic histories within the Arab world. It's both and the same. Uh, and, and we see that in tonight's film, Moroccan Chronicles, uh, where the reference points are, you know, variously the thousand and one nights but they're also Alfred Hitchcock and they're also mm-hmm. uh, Shakespeare and they're also Orson Welles Othello um so th- this this kind of looking all around for the inspiration is i think one of the things that that characterizes his films and and makes them so fascinating in these ways peter let, let, uh, let me see usted salty that uh, there are your way of questioning that uh, is pointing to this very very new face of the movie in arab world can you explain yeah. that well me? that What means you mean? that you you are talking a very uh, you, you are not talking in the traditional way about films actors and subjects and uh, and uh, scripts and uh, <laughs> and uh, number of goers etc <laughs> this is very new i thank you very much because This well, is, you're, you're, <laughs> I'm, I'm completely you're, honored and flattered. No, because the, this is this. important to mention because this is the, this is the issue. Mu'min, honestly, I do feel humbled, and um, I did quite a bit of research before speaking with you today, just in terms of contextualizing your films in time. I am very impressed. and somewhat surprised by how forward looking you are and an almost perhaps uh uh reluctance to go back to the past and put us in the moment of production that sort of takes a second seat to how the film is being contextualized now brought up to date how we can refer to it now and maybe in this interview I'm try I was trying too hard 
to bring you back in time <laughs> to these films and expect a commentary mm. about each. But that was really just my attempt to tell people of your of uh, Many of our listeners don't quite understand the impact that your films have had. And uh, knowing that you're a humble man and, uh, and sort of reluctant to uh, sing your own praises, I do want to mention a few of these films, if you don't mind, and have you give us a little commentary about each. And then we're certainly going to end with a look towards al-mustaqbal forward and also in terms of what the Arab Spring and the current situation may be doing to inform your work and the work of a new generation. So let me b go back to what we talked about the Sharqi. What about the Tales of the Night? Now this one, Peter, you actually brought up to date mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. And this will well, be we're showing screening. This next, next Thursday, the 24th of October at the Pacific Film Archive. They have a lovely tradition called After Image, which usually puts a scholar and a filmmaker together for a conversation. So Moomin and I will be speaking about the film after the film screens. Uh, so 7 p.m. screening, and then we'll have a conversation and uh, dialogue with the audience after that. Nice. Uh, but it, it's quite a wonderful film, visually stunning. This will be a brand new 35 millimeter print. Wow. Um, we have new English subtitles for it. Uh, it's it's really a, a once in a lifetime opportunity. And so that's Thursday the 24th right. at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is, uh, Peter, is it The Sorrows of a Young mm -hmm. Tangerian? Mm -hmm. Tanjawi, for short. Tanjawi, yeah. uh, October 27th. Right. Which is a Sunday at 7.30. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the last in a trilogy that begins this coming Sunday the 20th. We skipped I over see. that. So we've got a film tonight, Moroccan Chronicles. We have two films on Sunday the 20th the first two parts of this so-called trilogy mm -hmm. with uh, Muslim Childhood and Girls and Swallows. The 24th is 44 Tales of the Night about those 44 years of French colonization in Morocco and finishing on the 27th with Tanjawi, The Sorrows of the Young Tangerian. And these are all in conjunction with the Arab Film Festival? Um, we're listing with them. We're very much cooperating with them as much as we can on the program. So, uh, so these films are on their program and uh, they've welcomed Moomin in the, the context of the festival too. And I'd add that the films on the 24th and 27th were programmed so as to kind of bookmark or, or surround our symposium at Santa Cruz. So all of these things really fit together very beautifully. Our conversation Thursday night at the PFA will really lead into the 25th and 26th at Santa Cruz. And for those of you out there who missed the, uh, the very historic screening that we mentioned last week of Simo Parachance mm -hmm. and Al Sherki, uh, we are showing Simo again at Santa Cruz on the 25th as part of the symposium Unfixed Itineraries. So another chance to see that beautiful, beautiful first film of Moomin's. And all of that information, again, is on the website. All we on the website. That, uh, Everything's uh, free. We, we really welcome everybody to come along. Unfixed.ucsc.edu. Uh, moments <laughs> me, I, I, I could speak with you for hours and take you through the journey <laughs> that you well Thank deserve. You but in uh, the interest of time, what is your... Um, commentary on the tales of the night which uh, has now been reborn both digitally and chronologically i think has taken on a whole new meaning what is the movie about to um an audience who has never seen it the complete title of the movie is 44 or the tales of the night and the 44 are for 
the 44 years that the French-Spanish uh, protectorate of Morocco lasted. Oh, wow. So the film is beginning in 1912 when uh, the first uh, uh, settlers and uh, French and French army arrived to Casablanca and uh, finished in uh, 56 with the Declaration of Independence. And, um, you know, we in the Arab world, and this is also the theme of the symposium, we work on different and several titles for our films. Mm. And it's not only a matter of uh, translation, and even we have to get through the right meaning. So in Arabic, the title is Usturatul Layl. Arba'arba'il aw Usturatul Layl. legend of the night. Well, the word Ustura is very, very, very important because uh, this word, I think, uh, we find it in the Quran. And perhaps it's not an Arabic word, perhaps mm. it's a Greek word, mm. because uh, historia in Greek is mythima. The signification of the Greek mythima is in the same time history, the first history in the world, and legend. And legend, together. Mm. Together, and the famous Greek legends, etc. And this is very important because uh, this is word sacred many times, mm. not only in the Quran, but also in ideology, but also in political meanings, etc. And in France, uh, in French, the translation is les récits de la, de la nuit. Interesting. And the, the, the word récit is, uh, is uh, an important word because it is completely modern with the structuralist researches in France in the 70s, 80s. And this is word in English now very fundamental in all the new research, and I think it is narrative. Mm -hmm. So the film could be uh, uh, very strangely titled uh, The Narrative of the Night, but as well, Reci as a narrative is important because in the structuralist narrative, it is referring to this fundamental discourse of our modernity, which is the psychoanalytic discourse. Mm. And very, very few people in Arab world knows that there is a fantastic Lebanese intellectual who translated all the word of Freud and uh, in Arabic and uh, the Freudian discourse, the psychoanalytic discourse, is still so little low in Arabic world. Mm. So it's a Lebanese translator slash scholar who... Jo since many decades, George 
Tarabshish. Ah. Mm. And if only my colleague Omnir Shakri were here, because she's working on exactly these questions of psychoanalysis and Freud and Arabic. So wow. uh, wow. we'll be able to read more about that soon. <laughs> so the attempt was in uh, with this film through the history of uh, French colonization, etc., to bring the the thinking about all these matters with once more all these backgrounds of humanities, mm. psychoanalysis, anthropology, history, etc. Amazing. And so taking us from Osturat al-Layl, we're now we're translating Ostura as I see in French <laughs> and tales in English. Very, very interesting and enlightening. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. uh, I, I totally can understand um, the necessity for not translating things sort of literally. Literally, in terms of it's not working. The Ostura as legende would not work. No. We're talking about Récit here would have that connotation. But moving from that to uh, The Big Mirror in 1987, the Lady from Cairo, 1991, Defending Egyptian Cinema in 1990, and with Matisse in Tangiers in 1993, leading us to the Moroccan Chronicles in 1999. Now, I'd like to pause at the Moroccan Chronicles because th this mm -hmm. is what will be presented mm -hmm. tonight. Thanks, of course, to uh, Professor Peter Limerick. This will be tonight, mm -hmm. uh, Peter, the, the Moroccan Chronicles. Mm -hmm. The Pacific Film Archive in Berkeley, right there on Bancroft, uh, 7 o'clock tonight. So you can buy tickets online through the PFA's website, uh, which begins B-A-M-P-F-A, Berkeley Art Museum and Pacific Film Archive. I don't have the whole URL in my head, but it's very easily found on Google, and you can see the whole series and purchase tickets online. And you and uh, Mo'min Smihe will be there in person. Mo'min mm -hmm. will introduce the film and I'm sure take some, some questions afterwards. This is amazing. So people who are listening, you should be packing <laughs> your bags right now <laughs> and heading towards mm -hmm. the car to get to Berkeley. And I don't I mean, we've skirted uh, around, seven. you know, this is maybe implicit in our conversation, but of course these films are not out there on DVD. You can't put them on Netflix. You can't see them on Hulu yet. Um, so really to see these in as close to the original format as possible is, is just such a treat. Almost everything we're showing is in 35 millimeter. Wow. So this question about digitizing, I'm only a fan of that if it makes seeing the work easier. So yeah. with CMO, with 16 millimeter, this is very difficult these days, but yeah. to have a Blu-ray makes, uh, makes this film look pretty good. But these are, in, the, in, in many cases, brand new 35 millimeter prints shown on a real 35 millimeter projector, well maintained at the PFA. So th these, these things look great. Not to mention the fact that our, the director will be there in, in person, person and yes. will be doing a Q&A. So that will be tonight. And uh, moving on to 2005 with a Muslim Muslim childhood, and that, and then the next film, which uh, was in two thousand and eight. Now, Peter, what is the title of the two thousand and eight film? So, in English, we've translated it as "Girls and Swallows," or Moomin's translated it as "Girls and Swallows." What is the, the title? Belarabia. Azara wa sununu. Nice, <laughs> but Azara girls uh, works. I would so. uh, would virgins work yes. better? <laughs> well, we 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 tried virgins, we tried uh, girls, we and uh, at last we found that uh, 
the swallows. It's uh, quicker and it's uh, more Hitchcockian. That's the note, yeah. No reference to the birds of uh, Hitchcock. Um, but that brings me back to um, your latest film. I think uh, it is uh, Tanjawi. Sorrows of a Young Tangerian. Now, this is your latest production. Yes. Uh, and I personally have not seen it. I am really looking forward to seeing it. But what can you tell us about it, Momen, being uh, your present of, your current uh, work of art, and close to what we're going to call the future, being launched into the immediate future? One of the main concept in uh, the new research is the concept of intertextuality and uh, in films as well as in literature uh, a writer a director is always working in not in comparison but in questioning and answers with other text with other earth, with other works. So, it, the 70s, since we talked about these different decades, the 70s were, uh, I'll say, uh, the, the decade of neo Italian neorealism and also Russian cinema, the constructivist editing cinema, etc. In the 80s, that was much more uh, a cinema related to what uh, the French critic was uh, calling le film d'auteur, mm -hmm. author's film. But the author's film for the film uh, for the French critics, the author's films were people like Hitchcock, mm -hmm. like uh, mm -hmm. Nicolas Ray, mm -hmm. like. Uh, uh, Woody Allen, that means people from Hollywood, but making intellectual films. And that's important to mention to the Arabic, to the Arab audience, to the Arabic audience. Uh, you, you said that uh, I seem intellectual in my discourse, etc. But this is not at all rare in uh, in international movie, when you hear, when we heard talking people like Hitchcock, like uh, Raoul Walsh, like uh, Roberto Rossellini, like Jean Renoir, they were people of very great culture, very great education, and they were very much related to the cultural history. I mean, Raoul Walsh was citing always Shakespeare, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, uh, Woody Allen is always talking about uh, uh, Flaubert and uh, mm -hmm. sentimental education, etc. The movie directors and the history of movie. This is important to mention to our uh, <laughs> our uh, Arab. Uh, audience, the the movie is very cultural. So, these last films, in uh, reference to this uh, concept of intertextuality, these last films are linked very much to the culture, the art, the feelings of the last decade. Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I saw films by uh, people like, uh, uh, in Portuguese, Manuel de Oliveira, and uh, in uh, Taiwan, Hu Xiao Xian. I watched films of these directors after I made mm -hmm. my films, the trilogy of Tangiers, mm -hmm. Muslim Childhood, The Swallows, and Tanjawi. And I made these films according to uh, a way of uh, watching and producing movie in the 2000s, not according to the other schools I mentioned by, but according to a personal research. You know, the actor is as a writer. He's getting old, that means he's getting, <laughs> getting <wiser>. experience <laughs> and wise and saying now I am going to do it my way, etc. Mm -hmm. But the intertextuality is very important because without having seen these films mm -hmm. of uh, Oliveira and Xiao Xian, just uh, to name two of them, I discovered that I was in the same uh, yeah, feeling of time. research. Mm. I mean, I'm not comparing myself to Oliveira, who is so big international. <laughs> I like him so much. But I mean, uh, you work uh, according to this concept of intertextuality, and you find that it works, mm. that it exists, mm. that mm. effectively uh, work art is having its own life. So, because of these very points, and because of the fact that you have been producing and making films and directing films for many decades, and I've seen the many changes that have come and That's gone it. in the Arab world, with an S or not, depending on you know the era and the kind of sentiment that people were feeling. What is your feeling about the Arab Spring, the uh, current situation in terms of informing films, new filmmakers, and perhaps a kind of prediction about where this is going to go in terms of culturally and artistically? Is the current situation going to inform this kind of new wave of films, is it going to be reborn or do you see it going the other way towards censorship perhaps or a retrieval to the past? Well, this is a so important, so deep and so long question, but in few words, uh, I think that uh, the uh, essential word is censorship. I think that uh, for many decades in Arab world, for many centuries, <laughs> we lived in uh, so big uh, censorship, uh, culturally, politically, historically, religiously, etc. speaking, that uh, the main uh, news, the main benefit of uh, what's happening these two last years is uh, the the fact of the the end of censorship, mm. the fact of the liberty of everyone to talk, to think, to 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 to, to have ideas about his country, his future, etc. 
of course uh, we cannot be blamed face to the chaos there is chaos there is the danger of the chaos yeah. but uh, yes. but uh, but uh, let's be confident mm. when we see the history of the other regions of the other continents uh, Never Europe, never America had been afraid of chaos when it was moments of chaos. Mm, mm. Because uh, the, the most important is uh, the feeling, the benefit and the conquest of the liberty. Mm -hmm. So you see the current state of chaos in the Arab world or in, let's say, specifically Egypt or Tunisia or, everywhere, uh, or even fact. Syria now. No, everywhere, um, in fact. Everywhere. Let's be frank and without censorship. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But you see that as being empowering for filmmakers, for a new generation that is growing up in this new you know, state of being. Uh, do you, you, you seem very optimistic about the future of this generation in terms of filmmaking, art, production, um, you know, and, and informing the, the kind of dialogue we've been discussing. Really, I am optimistic. I am not surprised by uh, what's happening, uh, especially because I am Moroccan and what's happening since only two years in uh, the one political party countries. We lived it in Morocco since some um, 20 years. Wow. I mean, the censorship, the crackdowns, the chaos, etc. And uh, I think that uh, the, the intellectual Arab movement since exactly people like Taha Hussein till the effort of these film directors but also artists but also writers uh, so important novelists like Najim Mahfoud uh, it's so new this form of novel in Arab language mm. it's so new so revolutionary mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I mean that what's happening on the street it's also the result of many decades of intellectuals talking, editing publishing, making films researching and saying be aware the concepts of liberty, of freedom of uh, uh, a better uh, distribution of health, be aware of the people, don't let misery, don't mm -hmm. believe in crackdowns mm -hmm. as, uh, as uh, the result, etc. I mean, the, the, there are historical uh, cross uh, intersections, intersections mm -hmm. and uh, of course the chaos is very frightening, mm -hmm. of course there is matter of life and death. Of course, people are dying, yeah. and etc., uh, etc. Et but let's once more, like we have been directors mm. working with the <laughs> without audiences. <laughs> yeah. Let, let's let's talk about the necessity mm. of 
democratic uh, play of democratic societies of secular societies mm. this is very important etc which is which is it's a point so we, big could, we could speak about for many many yeah. hours here but I am really really impressed and I will always remember this sentence that you said about chaos not being necessarily just a sort for a source for fright or fear uh, that out of this chaos comes creativity and comes a better tomorrow or and you've seen it before so the idea of seeing this uh, rebirth is not really for the first time I would say, inshallah, في الوطن العربي and في كل العالم, we shall have this uh, new wave of filmmakers with no censorship, with a reluctance to go back to the fundamentalist ways of the past. Absolutely, that's the big hope. Absolutely. And with Mu'min Smihi. And the mu'min, بذلك, yeah, mu'min, believe believes truly. Yes, and I his believe name in is the proof. Yes. I think <laughs> there, I think there will be a better uh, future for I us. I believe all. in cultural hope. Mu'min, smihi, I, I don't know how to thank you for for taking thank part you. in uh, in this interview and for gracing the Arabology show and KZSU ninety four uh, this will be in our archives for many years to come, and who knows, in a few decades we will revisit it, inshallah. <laughs> uh, Peter Limerick, uh, you are beyond description uh, with the effort you have put into creating the unfixed itineraries, film and visual culture from the Arab worlds with an S is something that I think is beyond human capability yet you managed to do it. Well Peter. I hope we're going to be representing something like this spirit that we've been talking about. I think when you look at our program we've got on the level of the artists and, and producers and creators coming, um, we have people from Movement's generation, Nabil Maleh from Syria, fantastic filmmaker with an incredible record deserving of his own show here. Maybe when he comes, uh, you'll be able to track him down as well. But we also have, as Moomin is talking about, this much younger generation of artists. And um, so, again, just pulling out some of these names, Ali Cherry, who's made the most incredible video, um, partly reflecting on the situation of, of chaos in Syria right now, but part of a generation of artists, along with people like Larissa Sansur, uh, and, and of scholars and critics as well, who I think are really representing a, a really uh, a wide range of perspectives. And so we'll be talking from everything uh, like uh, activist art and, and street art in Gaza through to histories of cinematic production from, from years past. And I think that that ability to try to approach things in this very interdisciplinary way, where we're no longer just reading off all of these works and seeing politics and only politics everywhere, but we're also, you know, responding to the real aesthetic pleasures of this work. We're kind of rejoicing in the things that we that we see in the ways that we feel moved or shocked or disgusted or happy or, you know, all of that range of of affect that's so important. Tarek Alaris, a fantastic scholar from University of Texas, will be there. He's just written a great book on theories of modernity and affect. You know, so all of these things, all of these ideas become grist for the mill. And uh, we're really hoping to move away from only thinking about religion or only thinking about mm -hmm. politics and the prediction for the future or only thinking about identity categories. All of these things are very important conversations, 
But we want to really affirm that there are so many ways to respond to the films, the videos, the photographs, the, the cultural production from across all of these places that we're talking about. And it's that sort of diversity of, of thinking and acting and feeling um, that we're really trying to capture in, in our programming and we hope in the conversations. And that relies on uh, all of you out there coming along for these conversations and being part of this dialogue. I think Absolutely. that's what makes it Not really only exciting. to our Stanford listeners and in the Bay Area, but beyond as well. Many this of us is, discovered uh, you through podcasts. So uh, <laughs> if you're there on a podcast, Again, uh, it's unfixed itineraries, mm -hmm. uh, film and visual culture from the Arab worlds. And uh, that will be, can you tell us the dates one more time? Peter. Yes, we really kick off with the Pacific Film Archive on Thursday evening, the 24th, with Moomin's Film uh, 44, and we begin in Santa Cruz in the morning of the 25th of October, uh, bright and early. The first panel will start around 9.30, and uh, we go through both days, the 25th and the 26th, with a program that includes screenings and conversations between artists and, and scholars and curators. So those things are interspersed through the two days. There's really an opportunity to, uh, to discover uh, a, a really huge range of ideas and, and thoughts and perspectives. What an amazing opportunity that will be. Um, the, again, the website, Peter, is mm -hmm. unfixed.com. UCSC.edu. UCSC for UC Santa Cruz. Unfix.ucsc.edu. Maybe we can have a link from Arabology somewhere. Absolutely, and that's what I was going to say is I will find be placing on my blog, uh, which is meant to go along with the show. We'll have mm -hmm. a, a link to all this. Uh, is that everybody welcome to attend? Or everybody is, is welcome. Uh, <laughs> There's no cover charge. Um, it's free and open to the public both days. And uh, you know, we thank very much all of our supporters, both on campus at UC Davis, across the UC system, uh, the Centre Cinematographique Marocain. We have uh, a long list of sponsors on our website and, and individuals and organizations that have made this possible. Peter Limerick, Associate Professor in the Film and Digital Media at UC Santa Cruz, uh, has been one of my two amazing guests today on the Arabology Show. You came all the way to Stanford to uh, speak with us, Peter, and we will never, ever forget the fact that you are doing this and continue to do this for audiences worldwide and specifically for our audiences right now in the Bay Area and beyond. Shukran, Peter. Shukran, Merci. And please don't be a stranger to the Arabology Show. We're always here to help you uh, showcase and bring attention to these important works that you are bringing back to life. Mm -hmm. Peter Shukran. I will always remember this day as one of the most important days of my life when I was able to sit here and speak with you so candidly and intimately. Shukran jazilan for your presence. <laughs> طب بالنسبة لمستمعينا في الشرق الأوسط وفي العالم العربي هل يمكنك أن تقول لهم جملة صغيرة لكي يستمعوا إلى اللغة العربية الجميلة عبر البث الحي والمباشر الفكرة اللي تراودني أكثر حاليا وهي أن لغتي وطني Thank you.
لغاتي وطني <تصفيق> انا احب الفرنسيه احب الانجليزيه احب ريت لو اتكلم روسيه لغتي وطني loosely translated and it's going to take a lot more than two words in english my language is my homeland my language is my country but also my language is conform that and I think it's a beautiful point to, to end with <laughs> in terms of this uh, you know th this idea of having a, a, a united sort of Arab world uh, a new beginning for a new generation that does not see Egyptian as opposed to Lebanese they don't see Christian as opposed to Muslim and and Jew and, and for it to, to be a new a new beginning with this Arab Spring and with this chaotic state that will inshallah lead to a better tomorrow shukran to shukran. both of you i am honored shukran. and we will stay in shukran.